Welcome back to the Young Professionals Podcast, Growing in the Green Industry. For episode four of this podcast, we'll be talking with Jeff Rawson, founder of Rawson Landscape in Great Falls, Virginia, and Lauren Webster, client relationship manager for Rawson Landscape. The hosts are myself, Miles Caparis from Include Software, Neil Glatt from Grow the Bench, Brett Lemke from RM Landscapes in Rochester, and Luke Melangrano from Mariani Landscape out in Chicagoland. How are you guys doing today? Doing great. Hey, Miles. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a beautiful day outside today. So, um, so Jeff and Lauren, thanks for coming on. Appreciate you guys having a conversation with us. Um, Jeff, can you, can you introduce yourself? Uh, kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background. And Lauren, after he does that, can you do the same so that our guests know who we're talking to? Sure. So uh, I own Rawson Landscape. Uh, we started in 2003, kind of came up through the, um, the the ranks of True Green and Valley Crest. Uh, they hired me out of school. I went to tech and uh, through some good fortune and, uh, you know, entrepreneurial spirit of my own, you know, I launched my company in 2003 and uh, kind of grew it from myself and two guys to, to what it is today. We're about 40 42 people strong right now and um yeah we're, we're just looking to grow with the right people that are willing to follow our you know our process yeah so um and i'll, I'll follow along i'm lauren um i'm a client relationship manager here at ross and landscape um i've been here for about a year almost exactly i believe tomorrow is a year actually um i came up for an internship through my school that uh, was a requirement we had to go on a six-month internship to finalize our program and while I was here um, you know I really got to know the company see people meet people um, and get comfortable with it and Jeff kind of told me he was going to convince me to stay and he did so um, here a year later I am and busy as always it's flower season so we are trying to finish that up and it is um, quite busy but I'm looking forward to the weekend of maybe a little sleep and rest Sleep well, I think that what kind of company we are, I feel like I, I neglected to do that, but we're primarily a, a residential design build maintenance company. Uh, we, we do do some commercial and we're branching out, but kind of our niche is um, like high-end boutique residential and commercial where the, the expectations are high and it's, you know, we've found that on the commercial side that there actually are clients that have really high expectations where they expect the sites to be, uh, the sites to look, you know, like they're cared for like a residential property. So we're making a big push to, to grow that side of the business as well. Nice. That's well, thanks cool. for coming on the call and introducing yourselves. Um, you know, so we're kind of just going to talk about uh, some, some questions here that we have for you prepared, but um, just a little bit about us at young professionals network. You know, our goal here is to create a community, the young professionals nationally and also regionally within um, different pockets, you know, just a like, like-minded cohort, a group of people. And that's kind of what we're getting at with this podcast, right? Is to kind of see like how we can spread information amongst young professionals, like people who are at a middle, they're in college and going into the career or else they're several years out of college um, and getting advice that way, but also kind of um, establishing kind of common thinking. So that way owners who are trying to get and recruit younger people into their businesses, the next generation of leaders can also have kind of a place of value as well. So that's, so that's kind of what we're getting at here. Um, 
Luke, Neil, and Brett, they're all great people to talk to as well. So you guys can start kicking off with questions and um, we can just kind of see where the conversation goes from there. Yeah. So we were, uh, we, we got both of you on the podcast today because uh, of the story we saw um, of how you initially connected through NCLC. You want to give us a brief recap of how that happened uh, for those listening who haven't heard that story before? Sure. I'll take this one. So we went to NCLC. Um, I believe it was, was it Colorado State, Lauren? Is that where we met you? Or was it the year before it um, in North Carolina? It was North both, Carolina. Both places, actually. So um, the first year definitely in, in North Carolina was where I got more of a um, one-on-one talk through with you guys. The second time I didn't have as much time because things were closing up, but both times it, it took seeing you the first time and the second time to really make the impact. So, so Lauren interviewed with, um, one of the much bigger companies and, uh, she didn't have a great interview experience and she kind of called me last minute, you know, cause she was thinking she was going to go that way and then decided she didn't want to. And we hadn't had, a, a, we hadn't really seen anyone that we, we had latched onto that year where as the two prior years, we had had great luck and found two great interns. We had a couple options, but Lauren called me and like immediately, like I could tell she got it, um, you know, for her age, like she, she's so well-spoken and, and mature. So um, as the business owner, like one of my main, my main roles here is to identify talent. And like, when I see it, I know it. And Miles, man, like there's only three people that I'll put on this list. You're one of them. You know I tried to steal you. Um, and and I'll, and I'll give a plug to Chris Tregakis. Man, <laughs> Chris Tregakis, one of the most impressive young men I've met in this industry, aside from the two of you. And uh, you know, as I said, um, my job is is identifying talent. I, I saw it in her, and then when she came to work for us, she just blew us away. It was just so much more uh, more than we expected out of a 19 year old. And the rest is history. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, I think you're missing out on these guys that are surrounding me here uh, between Brett, Neil, and uh, Luke. You know, I think, I think those are some pretty, pretty decent people out there too. But I appreciate the compliment. I'll you know, come, it's, I'll it's, come and apply. It's, it's good. I'll yeah. send you my application. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we don't have to get into it, but you know, like no, no, no. It's it's I, yeah. I, I, it's I don't good. come on strong to everybody, and and Lauren knows. Like I wasn't letting her walk away, and I tried. You know. As I said, it's it's such a hard business to lock good talent down. And dude, when you see it, you just got to be relentless about getting it. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious about that. That's actually a good point. So Lauren, so what was what was kind of your reaction to that? Was it like surprise or uh, kind of like talk us through that? Because, um, you know, obviously Jeff was persistent and the persistence paid off, which is a testament to like owners trying to recruit the next generation of leaders. But, you know, how did you portray that? And obviously it worked, but how does that how, 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 like kind of talk us through that right yeah so so like he said you know I, I met them the first year um and I met several people so I met their design one of their main designers April the first year and she I mean being a woman is probably a little more bubbly a little friendly so we really we kind of got down to it was my first year in school um and I wasn't really looking for an internship I was like oh okay well maybe we'll see you next year and the conversation kind of died down but um I remembered the company just because one, their, their marketing, having the, um, the bold and bright colors is definitely a little different than some of the other, you know, companies you see in there. So that was one thing that kept me, you know, remembering them when I was looking through all of my swag bag of stuff over and over. Um, 
And then the next year when I had met them, I, I didn't get as much of a conversation. Like I said, everything was closing down. Um, but I grabbed the card just because I remember the fantastic conversation I had before. Um, and I had just gone, gone through a dinner that really just, you know, kind of left me hoping for more. I was really looking for something on the residential side of things because I enjoy people. I like problem solving. I like talking with, um, you know, homeowners and, and trying to solve the problem for them. So um, I really wanted something residential. And by the time I got around to going through dinner and not, not enjoying it, I, um, I picked up the card and I was like, this, you know, I've got three days here to land an internship. I'm just going to call them, you know, forget emails. There's too many of those. Let me just call. Um, and Jeff, if you've ever talked to Jeff, is very passionate. I'm very energetic and his, his passion for what he does and his work really shows. And, you know, through a 15 minute conversation, I felt so much better about anything and everything that could go on this internship. And um, I, I was ready right then and there to say yes, to move up to Northern Virginia to do the internship. Then once I got up here, like you said, he, um, he was persistent, um, but he was really positive about it. It was not persistent with, you know, the, the serious or um, made you feel uncomfortable. Jeff's a very, um, a fun person to be around. So that helps. So, I mean, that's kind of a hard thing for business owners to necessarily try to be unless they are. But I think most, most business owners definitely are on the cheerful side. Um, and you really just got to show the passion the, his, his passion for what he does is really what made me think, Hey, you know, I can, I can be around somebody and work for a company that really wants to do the right thing. Um, and provide the, the top of the line service, which is what I, I want to be in and be a part of. So persistence, but you've got to be cheerful about it. Really. That's it. Luke, Luke, you can relate to this being a Mariani guy. Fr Frank is my mentor. Okay. One of two. Okay. And whenever we go recruiting, even I prepared Lauren before we NCLC got canceled this year, she was coming with us. And I said, listen, I got to keep her away from Frank. <laughs> Frank knows talent. All right. Uh huh. And, 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 and just Mariani is the, uh, I don't know, the, the, the Mecca of, of the, the high end residential, you know, game. Mm -hmm. uh, anyway, I, I say that kiddingly, but um, you know, like, when you like Frank is is an excellent recruiter and yeah he knows how to identify it too uh you know learning trying to learn from the best and like with Lauren it was just like a no-brainer and uh, you know yeah uh, said hey what, what are we going to do to to get this this person on board for, for more than just the summer and you know yeah I mean I think that's uh, we go through we go through that as well too I mean it's it's I've been very impressed just in the five or 10 minutes that we've been on this, this call already. I mean, I, I can see the talent that you saw uh, right from the get go in Lauren. So um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's when you find that person, you got to do whatever you can do to, to keep them and, and get them to come on board with you. Uh, kind of tying into that. I actually, when we were reading some articles that we got, uh, we came across on, uh, both your story. There was a part in there about you when Lauren wanted to go back to school uh, to continue her bachelor's degree. Um, you committed to sponsoring uh, her degree at that point. It said, uh, "Is that something common that you you would do at your company, or is that uh, that so something new you just did at that time?" Or what, so, like uh, I will always offer that, whether or not you know. The, the, the person we're onboarding is, you know, going to roll with it or not is, is, is up to them. Um, but we're constantly trying to get our employees and teammates to 
you know, elevate themselves and, you know, take the next step, step up. And, you know, since Lauren's gotten here, we've asked her to do a lot of things. She's headed up the flowers. She acts as a client relationship manager. And I guess the, the next question is, you know, what, what is next for her? What does she want to do? Cause like, I guess there, there's a lot of different choices there. And when she came in, I think she definitely wanted to be like a landscape designer. running jobs and working with the crews and talking with the clients so it's up to up to her where, where she goes from here but um you know she, she's qualified to do pretty much all of it and we're just kind of letting her set her roots here in the company and figure out which direction she wants to go and that's that's really interesting um about how you were saying she wanted to be a designer at first um and but now that she's you know lauren's dabbled into a couple of other areas within the industry, um, you know, kind of gravitating maybe, maybe a little bit more towards that, because I think you can probably attest to this too. You've been at NCLC, you do a lot of recruiting. It seems like pe trying to find people for those positions uh, to be a client relations manager, to, to work on the production side of things. It's, it's a lot more difficult to find people who want to do that job, especially at a young age, everybody seems to always want to just gear towards, I want to be a designer. I want to be an architect. Um, and it's, you know, there, there's a lot of great other great opportunities in other positions within this industry. And our industry is so unique in that, like, not only do you have to be a great client representative, but you have to have the landscape knowledge and the plant knowledge and to deal with the crews, you have to speak a little Spanish and like it takes so much to to be what we need our crms to be and it's just we found it in a 20 year old amazingly but she she, she can compete with the best of them in plan id and and sounding like she knows what she's talking about um and that's that's what the client needs is just somebody who knows what they're talking about um and and knows like it, it's hard to teach customer service like it's it's innate to an to an extent and when you get it, you get it. And you know, it's just, it, it's a tough role to fill. It's also one of the best launching pad spots within the company because you have a hand in with the clients. You're doing a little bit of sales. You're kind of having to run a little bit of production in the enhancements that you sell. So that, that position is, is a springboard uh, in our organization. And you know, the, my fear is that the people we put on the springboard are going to advance faster than we can find people to come in behind them and fill the spot. Because when you find somebody, you know, like a Lauren or a Taylor or a Chris Tregakis and, and you get them in that spot, they just want more and more because they can do more. And then you're right there, man, who, who, who's going to fill in this client relationship spot? And then the clients, like, they don't like it because they just got to know this person that they love and takes care of them. And then they, you know, they have to get to, to know another person. So I, I think there's a lot of uh, unique perspectives in what you just described, Jeff. I, I love the attitude of, um, you know, coming to your workforce and saying you have a ton of talent, but we understand that, that uh, your interest may change over time. Right. I always talk to managers and owners and they're like, you know, they said they were interested in this. We started down this path and then they just changed their mind. And if you're not touching base, then that person is probably going to find, the opportunity they want outside the firm, right? So that flexibility is important. Lauren, what what was it that made you switch from wanting to be a designer to work on the customer side for now at least? 
So, yeah, and I, I can't even really say I've, I've 100% wanted to switch, but I've kind of realized where the real impact is. Um, I mean, even, even just walking around at NCLC, you know, I, I go in and I explain to somebody, you know, I, I want to be a designer, this, that. And I mean, really people at that point, I mean, they don't even want to make eye contact anymore. They don't want to talk to you. They're like, oh, that, that position for our internship already built. And they, they just don't even want to talk to you if you say design. So, I mean, that is one thing with companies. I mean, don't turn somebody down just because they say design because, you know, there's, there's more there. Um, but again, for me, it's, I, I still have a passion for design, but I've realized there's so much more in the details. Um, you can provide a great design, but if somebody's not going to install that well, then it doesn't do you much good. Um, as a client relationship manager, one of the, the kind of benefits I get is I get to see these properties throughout the season. So I kind of watch an area and, you know, maybe I talk with the client about something in the fall and then, you know, just, we're just talking, we don't come up with any exact plans, but then by the time we get to the spring or, or you know, the, the microclimate, you can see, and you can see how the leaves and, you know, the canopy changes and everything's different. And I have such a better knowledge basis of that property and now the plants that can go there because I'm there year round for stuff outside of just sales that I feel like when I provide an enhancement to a client, it's, you know, it's, it's almost 100% guaranteed to be suited for the spot because I'm very familiar with the property. It's, it's like, it's my own yard. Um, so seeing that, you know, being able to have that satisfaction of feeling like not only am I, you know, giving them an enhancement, but I feel really confident that this is going to be a good solution for this spot. Um, and again, like Jeff said, working with crews is fun. Um, being the youngest of having two older brothers, there definitely wasn't much bossing around that I got to do. So it's definitely kind of a different role for me coming in and selling all these guys, do this, do that. Um, but they're phenomenal. They are so friendly. We don't have a bad one in the bunch. Um, and they're all, you know, willing to help, willing to help. And it's, they keep me running all, all, all day when I'm trying to set up plants or, during flower installs, I, I can't keep up with setting up and prepping things for them. So, um, again, I don't, I don't know that necessarily everything's changed, but it's, there's so much in the industry that's amazing. And I don't think I have to limit myself to design when there's so many other things to learn. So it's, it's not that my passion for design has left. I still have that. I just see there's so much more that goes into it. And there's so much that I can do outside of a design, you know, role that, lets me fulfill that design passion that I have and the plant knowledge and learning all these different things and seeing cool plants. So um, it's just that there's so much more to, to the landscape industry than designers and salespeople and all these roles that we have split up so much um, that that CRM role really does let me get to dabble in all of it. So um, I've, I've enjoyed it. It's, it's a process to learn. Um, and like I said, I don't know that I've changed my, my end goal, but maybe it will. We'll see. I'm, I'm still, I'm still learning, still figuring yeah. out what I'm doing here. Oh, I think that's an awesome perspective. And um, one that both uh, people looking to enter the industry and business owners could really leverage for a lot of success, right? So. Brent, you've been off the client today. Oh, I'm just, I'm thinking back to like my NCLC days and the, the, the challenges to find internships to you meet with good companies that I think represent themselves well, those that don't align with what you're looking for in the whole realm of it. So it's a, Lauren, it, it's the, sort of the advice opportunity here is to those that are looking, uh, that actually probably went through a more unique year than they've ever had to and thought that they would be face-to-face -face with many uh, companies in, in front of it. And, you know, and, uh, universities are, are wrapped in, wrapping up or wrapped up. But what is the, 
So what's the what's your perspective on the new strategy to to find uh, the right company for themselves for others out there? The new strategy, as in. Um, well, if if it's they're not the you know there may be more distance between the two, but it right. is if um, you know what was it that you that best got you to the company versus um, those that are just sort of staring at like they don't have that internship or they don't have that job. What do they what do they need to be doing right now to to get themselves aligned? Right. Um, there's there's so much out there and like i said the the landscape industry has so many ways to go i think you've just gotta you've gotta start you've gotta try something um there's there's so much to learn from any side of it uh just through the school that i did the field trips we went on i mean i i could be so happy at a nursery um doing plant production anything like that just because um my school took me to so many different companies and um, field trip. We did field trip after field trip and really getting to see what people did and day in and day out as their job. Um, it, it really makes you a lot more comfortable because when you go into school, you really don't know what you're getting into. Um, you think, hey, I'm going to work with plants, but you have no idea what that's going to really look like, you know, on a day in and day out basis. And um, I think you'll find what you like and what you don't like. You just got to get out there and, and start something and try it. Um, if it works, go for it. If, if not, you'll, you know, you'll know better for it and be able to find a better way to go for it. So. I, I'm, I have no doubt that if we all look back, right, you know, the long careers or the, even the short careers and said, well, where I started to where I am now, uh, and, and those, the passionates that they've learned from what were some of the toughest times and, and got where they are. But as I look at this group and I think we're all very happy where we are and we're looking forward to what's coming up next. And Jeff, I, I sort of wonder from the perspective, you, you were working with companies and then you said, let's, let's go, let's, t let's start my own. Let me, let me get out there and try. And so what was that? What clicked there? Before that. Um, so I had my own company in, in high school, cleaning ponds. Like I just love koi ponds. That's what got me into the industry. The koi fish, raising them and breeding them. So I started cleaning ponds as a kid and, you know, as and that's like probably 16, I was driving around with a bucket and a pump and, um, I just loved it getting dirty. And, uh, uh, this program at tech it's a two-year degree program somebody brought it to me and or to my mom and said hey this would be great for jeff and, you know i wasn't really like i wanted to go to school to have fun but i didn't really want to go because like i loved it but when i got to tech and i was actually studying what i love like i did great in school um for the first time ever uh whereas i, I struggled just because i was disinterested so um yeah i worked for for uh true green Fred Key, Bill Key, Rupert guys uh, came recruiting. They brought me to Northern Virginia and um, hooked me up with Barry Schneider, who was running a, a high-end design build uh, firm within uh, True Green. They had just acquired his company. And we just, uh, you know, I, I wanted to learn on somebody else's bike, really. I, I always knew I was going to I was gonna run my own show, but I, I just kind of wanted to learn on somebody else's bike so to speak so that i didn't have to fall off my own and uh, learn the ropes and that kind of thing and it went well and a year after i started working for true green valley crest bought out their uh their construction division so i worked for valley crest for a year and it was really great getting to see these two how these two large companies operated and um not knocking the big company but you just see so many inefficiencies in these large companies and you know i kind of learned what not to do to, to a certain respect on, on that level. And then um, 
Valley Crest all of a sudden just kind of went out of residential altogether. I had a book of a business that I was managing and essentially they were just being let go. Not There was no non-competes or anything like that. And I was uh, allowed to just take all these clients and start my own company. So that's how Rossum was born. And uh, yeah, as I say, the rest is history. Well, that's, that, that's cool. Yeah, I, I, I like that history because we have... You have students that go to NCLC or people out there looking for careers there that have that same aspiration to start their own business, right? And they may join your company, Jeff, or mine or others. And then, uh, and we've had those that have said, I'm going to try this on my own. And, you know, you commend it, but we ultimately, we have as companies, you know, the best interest to say, we can help you grow to whatever levels you want. But then we recognize there's entrepreneurs out there in the world that are just going to say, I'm going to run it. I've had employees with entrepreneurial tendencies and I've always encouraged them to explore those. Like I, I, you know, thinking of me coming up through the ranks, like I look back at the guys that encouraged me and like, those are, you know, some of the best relationships that I have, even though maybe it had been a detriment to them at the moment. But like, you know, if if somebody's destined to do that, they should do it. And, uh, you know, I I had, I've had two great employees leave and go on to start their own companies and and, and be successful. And, you know, I I love that I was a part of that. Not necessarily, one of them wasn't a landscape company, but, um, you know, I I just love the entrepreneurial spirit, whether it's within this industry or not. And I try and encourage that, but NCLC, by far my favorite recruiting event. I don't want to give away all my secrets, but I'll give away one. (laughs) NCLC, is not you're not just recruiting the kids that are there keep in mind there's hundreds of other industry veterans right there and when you're not you know there's a certain level of professionalism that needs to be maintained but when you make those relationships and somebody's looking for a move they they ring you up and you know you don't have to be forward at, that, that you're out there fishing for for other people's people but if you're just a good person and you show them your true colors and who you are they find you. And, uh, you know, th- those are my, those are my very favorite calls when, when we get a new lead from someone that wants to work here is like, they're like, Hey, I met you at such and such. And I'm like, yes, it's working. That, that these seeds that we're planting are, are germinating and, uh, just feels good. Well, I think that's easy, Jeff, when your your true color personally is, is this huge commitment to mentorship, right? I can, I can hear it from talking with you about how, important these these various individuals have been to you and how you try and carry that out um and i think that uh that's really that's really a magnet for anybody but especially talented people because one of the things that's true of very talented people is they really want to grow and reach their potential right um how does mentorship play out just day to day you know at, at ross and and um is that all you or do you have other managers or HR or development people involved in that um, well, kind of growth? I, I definitely don't do it alone. Um, we've got a, I mean, we have a great team and um, you know, I, 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 I've said this for years, but I, I say it now, like every time I say it, I'm like, I'm saying the same thing over, but we have the best team we've ever had right now. And I guess that's a good thing that you're always having a better team than you had, but um, our leadership team right now, like we're definitely mentoring people and grooming them into processes. I do, have a role in it. Um, I've, I've certainly given a lot of attention to Lauren and um, her Taylor, who, who also is a CRM with her. And, um, you know, certain people gravitate to certain people. And, uh, you know, not everybody is the best mentor for, for everyone else. So um, at, at our company, like, 
my partner Jason like plays a plays a huge role in it because he kind of sets the pace and sets the beat of the drum and um you know makes sure that everyone's aligned on what they should be doing and you know if we're doing it within process so over the past two years as as we've uh implemented a whole new leadership team and we're an eos company we we operate under the entrepreneurial operating system a lot of companies are kind of moving that way but we're in our i think fourth or fifth year with it now and you know the the what's the beauty of it is as you ingrain it in your system when you get the wrong people out and the right people in like the harmony starts happening and uh i don't know we're kind of in, in, in a phase right now where we just have good people, everything feels good. You know, we're, we're not having just these difficult conversations all the time because we've got the right people in the right seats. And, uh, you know, I got to give a lot of credit to my partner for that. Very cool. Lauren, from your perspective, what are the conversations that you get to have uh, with Jeff and others about career options, about learning and growing that maybe um, some of your colleagues from school, you know, aren't having at their companies or um, that really just keep you 100% on Team Ross in there. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah, through my internship, I was actually set up with one day with the manager a week. Um, so that could range from Jeff to operations people, um, really anybody in the company. And I, I got a day with them. Sometimes it was me sitting and watching, um, which is fine. You know, it's it's you learn a lot from that, even if you're not necessarily doing a task. It's hard for a company to, you know, say, hey, just sit here and watch somebody for a day. Um, but I think sometimes that has more of an impact than, hey, go plant this or go work on a crew for a day. Because it's, it's really, you learn so much more from, from seeing what everybody does. Um, and like you guys have been talking about entrepreneurship, that's definitely something that I've grown up with a, a family who um, just, you know, as, as fun things to discuss, we talk about businesses or, or different you know, things we could do, um, not necessarily trying to plan something, but we just love that, that mindset and, and trying to do your own thing, um, entrepreneurship wise. So for me, that's part of why I even ended up here at Rawson is because I knew it was, it was a big enough company that I was able to do stuff, but it wasn't huge. And, um, when I talked to him, I was able to realize I'd, I'd be in so much of the works of everything that I'd really be able to see how things were going, you know, how things happen in a, in a business. Um, that really excited me because I, I wanted to know all the details. I, I want to know how people run businesses. Um, you know, maybe one day that is something I'll do. I, I definitely would love to, but at the same time, I'm, I'm happy here doing this. So um, yeah, for, for people that aren't necessarily getting the mentorship they want, um, I think you just have to sometimes ask for it. I really didn't hear, which was great. Um, so for other companies, give people mentorship, even if they don't ask for it, just all of it that you can. We want more. We don't know what's out there. So um, the more the more you can show us, the better. That's that's really all I can say on that is more is better. So. Yeah, I would agree with that. I, I, and I think uh, it's important to recognize that both here we had the company making that commitment and then we have the team making that commitment. And, you know, it's when the two line up, everybody wants to just, you just drive forward really fast. It's when you're trying to drag somebody or you know, put a good idea in, in, to, into either ownership or management to say, you know, I need help and they just don't bite, That it just stalls. And so I recognize that you often find yourself looking um, at the problems, all right, in, this, in the busiest time or saying that this person or that team member is a challenge. 
but then you realize that the person over there that's quiet and doing their job and actually smiling is like the one you actually really need to invest the most time in. you have to really dig in there and do that then uh it actually feels a lot better right when you get stuck in the, the rut of tough conversations it's just like you know you get stressed out when you have good uh, mentoring or coaching conversations you're like this, this is why we do this this is about it yeah that's that's super cool um it just seems like even like for the four episodes that we've done so far mentorship has kind of popped up as like a reoccurring theme just over and over and over and um i don't think it's a coincidence so i'm just kind of curious just what what y'all think about like why why that's why that keeps on popping up like why is mentorship or having good role models is is, is a consistent theme throughout, you know, I, I think that role models and people to model behavior after, especially people who do it really, really well can really accelerate your career. But it seems like everyone here has had that experience. Do you, so, you know, do you, like, why, why does that keep on popping up? Like for me, uh, I'll, I'll just tell you, I, I met Frank probably five years ago at a, um, at an event and you know, with the, the, just a dynamic personality and, his business is, is, is exactly like my business, except it's just way, way bigger, but we're focusing on the same things. And to be able to ask questions, like we have a neat, it's a niche business. And to be able to ask somebody doing it on that scale, you know, how'd you do this? How'd you do that? How have you handled this? And like him be able to just rattle it off. Cause like he was there 20 years ago or even 30 years ago is, is just great. And, um, you know, I gravitate to, to people like that. And when they're willing to give back to me, it makes me like say, Hey, I want to be able to do the same thing for the, for the next generation of, of landscapers. And, you know, when, when I get to work with LCA and, and NALP and I interact with people from, from different companies, I almost like mentoring. I don't want to say this, like, come off the wrong way for Lauren, but when I can mentor someone outside of my own organization, it's actually easier. Because one, they're, they're, they're not seeing the madness in-house. So they're, they're taking your word for it 100% opposed to the person that's actually in-house and says, yeah, that is how it happens here. But it's, it can be a bit of a mess to get there at times. And that, that, that's like any company, I'm sure you guys know. But when, you, when you're talking to somebody that doesn't work directly for you and they don't have to worry about how you're going to respond to something because you know you're not their employer for one, and you know they don't have anything to hide because you know they're they work somewhere else. Like I enjoy that more because it's a, a little bit more open and like not that any you know that I'm not completely honest mentoring my own people because I am, but when you're mentoring somebody at, 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 in another company, you can you can I can be a little bit more loose about. Um, you know, what I actually believe that may not be completely PC, uh, on, you know, on some levels, but I'm giving them real talking, like this is how it is. And you're going to see that. Whereas I don't want to like demotivate my own people by saying, Hey, this, this is a nitty gritty job. And, you know, managing people generally doesn't get a ton easier because we're always getting new people and we're always having to groom them into part of the Ross and team. And you should expect the same challenges over and over again. Whereas if it's somebody over there, I can just be like, Hey man, it sucks, but this is part of the job and it's never ending and you got to be relentless, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a good question, Miles. And, and 
you know, why does mentorship keep coming up? I know from my perspective, I'm super interested in it for two reasons. Reason number one is um, I've had great mentors, so I know the impact that they can have on an individual and, and a career. And um, even though I've had the opportunity to go to thousands of, of national, international trade shows and see world-renowned speakers on stage, uh, that stuff doesn't help nearly as much as having a mentor or coach in your corner. And I've been able to have, you know, probably a good half dozen in my professional career um, that have really helped me get successful. And the, the second reason is pretty soon you discover investing in somebody else is really the most fulfilling thing that you can do in life. And, and once you hit a certain level of success, um, you know, personally or individually, you start to realize it's not as fulfilling as you hoped it was until you can really build the team and invest in other people. And um, so that, that's why I, you know, I, professionally I'm a mentor, right. And, and I love being able to do that um, for that reason um, because it's fulfilling and because it makes a difference for individuals. I'd add, I'd add that just that, uh, that mentoring, coaching on both ends, giving it or receiving it, it just sort of fulfills my drive to learn, right? And so we're always students, we're always trying to understand something better, different, personally, professionally. Uh, and so through networks or just conversations like this, right? The few couple of notes that I've taken in my head after this is just extremely valuable. And, I, and so, and I continue to try to promote that we're in that continuous improvement, continuous learning sort of cycle with our, with our group and that, we will figure it out with this team and then to just point the team will grow and then we have a new more to figure out and as long as we keep you know keep finding those that want to learn and want to figure and don't believe they've figured it out right then uh, you're going to continue to see value in coaching and that's right. I had a call before this this uh, this podcast with just sort of a coach that's helping me through a few things and it's uh, you know we've dealt with it before but I just needed fresh perspective on it right and I wanted to talk it out and to just point you want to talk it out plainly right which sometimes in certain teams you can't but this is uh, you need you need a, a resource and an outlet sometimes that's outside the company and then you need a strong team inside a company yeah I, I agree with brett and jeff's point right there with you know i think everybody people in the in this group we have here and you know, many of the other people we talk to they want to learn they want to get better they want to grow uh professionally personally whatever the case may be and <clears throat> having a good mentor you know that, that somebody who's maybe went through whatever whatever you're trying to to learn or to get better at or a certain situation it's it's extremely helpful to have somebody you can lean on and, and just chat to or bounce some ideas off of or you know even vent to about something um you know clear your clear your head a little bit so uh i think that's for me is what's what's great about having a mentor and why it's so important yeah that's totally valid lauren i'm kind of i'm kind of curious on um where you're at since um uh since you're out of school and are you finding like jeff made a great point you know i think finding a mentor outside of your organization is probably one of the best things that you could do for yourself because you're not clouded. You're, there's like no, there's no clouding a vision of like what's going on. Um, right. Where? In a barrier. Yeah, yeah. So like, where are you finding? Are you finding it's hard or easy to, or like, 
are, is it hard to find a mentor like outside of your company or is like to help someone like just to bounce ideas off of someone who's like been in your shoes maybe a couple of years like just a couple of years ago or right. several years ago i really can't say i um i have another mentor you know a few years older than me or anything like that i i don't think i've been in the industry long enough to make enough um you know, friendships like that i i probably haven't attended enough of the young leaders um conferences things like that to meet but i mean as much as you know there might be cloud i i really feel very comfortable with jeff um and i i try not to hold anything back that i i would say even if i wasn't working for him i try to say it nicely sometimes but um no i mean it's it's mentorship is huge i think we have to remember the industry that we're in i think you know, it's, it's a bunch of energetic, especially when you're, you're young college students. We're in this industry because we don't want to be in an office all day. So you've got to keep our minds busy um, and not just our, you know, our, we're physically out there doing stuff. But when I mean, we're not a group of sedentary people who have come and decided to be in this landscape industry, we're very active. And if you can keep our minds active, too, I think that's just an extra bonus. Um, and I think that's where your mentorship really, really plays in on that. Um, so, like I said, I feel very comfortable to have a question. I, I feel like I can ask them. I'm not working with them every single day all the time. So, it's it's um, it's a step above and away from my direct management. So, that kind of removes some of that barrier as well because um, it's more of a, hey, question, answer kind of thing. Um, otherwise, I mean, I know teachers and professors are completely overtaxed already probably. Um, but I you know, I, I talk with my old professors quite often, um, different plant things just from memories back in school, things that make me think of a plant they liked or something like that. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm always happy to reach out and talk to them for a little bit. So if I had any questions, I'd, I'd be happy to reach out there. Um, definitely would be good for me to get some more friends in the industry around my age, uh, moving up here, kind of new, busy. I really haven't made those connections quite yet, but um, I'm sure they're going to come. I'm just trying to get through flowers right now in spring. So, um, yeah, that's that's the that's the perfect plug for NELP Young Professionals Network, right? Boom, right there. That, is, <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. Uh, and, beautiful. Uh, and we will show you the way, right? And, and that's I'll, a growing I'll, network of people. I'll, I'll add one last thing on that mentorship thing, and that's like we finally got into a point with my company where no one actually directly reports to me, so it's it's easier for me to now be a. a a sounding board for the company. Whereas since I'm not directly managing anyone, they're not gonna, you know, they're, they're, they're not gonna feel like I'm, you know, micromanage, like, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but basically they can now come to me as as the sounding board because like I'm not their direct manager so that they can, like when I was involved in absolutely everything a few years ago, like I had my hands in so much that I couldn't exactly be the, the person that they want to come and complain about the new process to because, well, I created the new process or I demanded it, you know, when now things happen without me, they can come and share, Hey, you know, I don't really love this or I don't really love that. And I can then be, I, I can make them feel heard and then take action to you know, correct it if it needs to be corrected without, you know, being, being the boss, so to speak. Yeah, it gives you an element of uh, authenticity and transparency that you can't have otherwise, right? Um, it, it, just it, that little bit of separation. A little separation is good. And it's also, as I said, when when I'm not the one asking them to do something, 
that they can then explain why maybe this isn't a great fit or why, why it's not right. Whereas when I'm basically writing the rules for everything, you know, like they're like, Oh, well, if that's what he thinks. Then that's what he thinks. No sense in having this conversation. So, um, and I, I enjoy when the, my employees or teammates come to me, it gives me an opportunity to like engage with them and, uh, you know, make them feel heard and show them that I care. And like, I, I think one of my primary roles is making them feel cared for. You know, that's, that's what makes people stick around is, is when they feel like they're cared for and that uh, the company is going to take care of them no matter what. It's not always fun, but you can be taken care of. How, how do you create that? that? I mean, that, that's, that, that sounds really good. Right. Um, but how do you create that? I'm still so doing that, so that, Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Cause that's, that's, that's the, that's the question, right? Because like, I think that that's an owner's dream for any employee to come up to them and say like, Hey, this is what's up. And then yeah, the answer is like, you have to have a great team that you trust to get the stuff done so that you can then put yourself in that seat. And I've been in this seat and gone back and then come back to the seat because I had to um, not had to come back to the seat, which I did have to, but I've had to, drop down and work in operations to fill a hole until we plug it. And uh, when I do that, it, it prevents me from being able to, to, to be in this role where I can, you know, take, take in the, um, take in the information instead of being the one out there pointing my finger, just dis- distributing information. And uh, you know, I feel a lot more comfortable in this role too, to be honest with you. I miss being out in the field and, and making it happen sometimes, but what I've, never miss is, is being able to be the person that like is involved with the culture and driving the culture. And, um, when I'm not able to focus my energy hundred percent on that, it, it takes away from recruiting and growing and creating relationships. And, you know, I, I'm the chief relationship officer basically, uh, in, in creating new work and, in, in hanging on to the, to the work we have. So, um, this is what I truly enjoy doing. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's nice to, to finally be able to, to do that. It hasn't been long and, you know, we're, we're, we're still growing, uh, so that I can do more and more of that. It's just an evolution. And, um, I'm just sharing with you, you know, a lot of the things we are doing and I'm also sharing with you a lot of, ins, uh, inspirational stuff that, that, that we hope to be doing more consistently, you know, just cause we're doing it doesn't mean we've mastered it. And, um, I could focus a lot more time on recruiting if I had it, and that would certainly open up the pipeline of the talent that we're craving if I had more time to go out there and, and collect it. So uh, one thing at a time, but that's uh, in a nutshell. No, no, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's really what we're getting at. But, you know, we, what we like to talk about here is try to be more solutions oriented, right? And yeah. I think you just hit the nail on the head right there. It's like it's always a work in progress. So, um, I know Luke, Luke is managing a branch out there, um, for Mariani and I'm sure that he can talk about the same things, right? I mean, you're probably going through similar things over there with you, Luke, right? Just always trying to develop new things with a new branch and all that stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're not quite a, a, at a branch yet. We, we own a nursery up uh, in Wisconsin and, uh, we're deploying some crews from there and I'm overseeing the the deployment there but yeah i mean it certainly has its its uh you know it's it's headaches uh, on a daily daily basis i mean it's just it's, it's forcing me to kind of i have to find new ways to for us to 
to kind of operate, I, I would say, because we don't have, you know, down in our headquarters at Lake Bluff, we have everything right at our fingertips. Well, uh, running out of the nursery, for example, we can't bring in boxwoods there because boxwood blight. Um, so like I have to figure out ways, okay, how am I going to get the plant material to these, to these guys? Um, and, and like Jeff said, managing relationships with the, amongst the crew, um, you know, crews, I, I'm sure Jeff and Lauren can both attest to this, Brett, you as well. Um, you know, there's so many little relationships in amongst the crews and oh, this guy doesn't get along with this guy. This guy doesn't get along with this person. And it just, I mean, it, it creates a big headache and, and how you have to, deal with that type of stuff so yeah i mean definitely managing relationships is a big big part of uh, you know what what we have to do yeah i don't think this past week i spoke much about uh plants or plant healthcare or anything horticulture i've been dealing with helping people grow helping people train uh you know the the strategy of business or the, the change in economy and so you know it, and it's a different roles right even uh, Lauren, you're, you're experiencing those conversations. You, you, you're a horticulturist by trade, you know, by trade, and yet you find yourselves talking about strategy and efficiencies and relationships rather than with that plant, uh, the most important thing. And so and it's the evolution of it, right? We and some people love staying to the horticulture. I find myself really loving the strategy and the business and development of it, and the the luxury of this of this industry is that it can give you it all. Right, maybe it can absolutely give you anything you want. Yeah, I think the the biggest value that an employee can bring to our company is the ability to adapt. As an entrepreneur, like we're constantly setting the finish line further and further out. Like you just, you know, I had a conversation with my business partner Jason this morning, and we we were talking about how there's no finish line. There's a horizon, and when you when you get to the horizon you're just gonna to go to the next horizon. And it's important to, to have a parade every once in a while when you get to that horizon because there's never a finish line. And to have a team of people that understand that adaptation is the secret sauce, like, you know, once you're 5 million, then it's different when you're 10 million, you're 10 million, it's different than when you're 15 million and everything's gotta constantly change and roles have to evolve and goals have to change. and roles have to change and uh understanding like i find is as being the, the entrepreneurial spirit and mind of this company some employees in the past have not understood why i always change my mind and the only thing that's certain is that i'm going to change my mind because we're living in an ever-changing environment and you got to constantly change your mind and adapt to it and uh it's frustrating to some people when they're dealing with somebody that changes their mind but like as we grow, things change. We got to change who's doing things and how they're doing things and when they're doing them and, and all of that. So it's, it's nice when, you know, as I mature as a business owner, like, you know, I don't know what phase I'm in now, but, you know, you, you kind of see things differently because you've, you've seen them already. And one thing that I've seen is I know it's going to change and we're not there. And whenever we get there, there's another there after that. So always keep your eye on that horizon and don't forget to have a parade. Lauren, are those, uh, are those uh, parades happening? Not, not, not often enough, especially during the, the, the career. <laughs> that was a question for Lauren, Jeff. Come on, man. Hey, Lauren, <laughs> tell them all about us. Literally the day that we all, you know, we've been drinking and we all had kind of stuff 
Yeah, Lauren, you're breaking up a little bit, but Lauren, uh, move the truck. Hopefully, we get that cell signal back. Let me let me translate that. He said Jeff is the best parade director that's ever lived. <laughs> so well, how much of that goes through the editing tape here? Let's, let's see how much that makes. It. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I think sometimes parades are great, but sometimes you just need to show appreciation, you know, one-on-one -on -one in an easy way, right? So a parade's not always possible. Um, how, how do you maintain that culture of celebration and appreciation on a day-to-day -day basis? Well, as th that's one of the things I struggle with, to be honest with you, to constantly come up with fresh ideas especially during this pandemic. It's just so hard. I'll tell you, uh, oh man, I hope none of the employees are listening to this podcast, but we do this thing called surprise and delight. We do it for the clients where we just show up with like a little surprise, like a pumpkin with a note on it, or we plant a couple flowers for them at no charge right at the front door, even if they're not signed up for flowers or, uh, you know, around Christmas time, we'll drop off a pie, just little surprises. And we do them for our employees too. And I'm, I'm putting one together now that they're not expecting, but basically I'm going to send them home with a care package and whether they have kids or not kids, they're going to be two different kinds of care packages. One, one of the care packages is adult only. And one is for uh, employees that have children. And we're going to send them home with like a slip and slide and a Jenga and a, a s'mores kit and uh, you know, a grilling kit and just stuff that they would use every day to, kind of get them outside the house and engage with the children. And we feel like that's going to, that that's going to be a, a good engagement point for us. Um, and it'll come with like a little picnic basket or something. So that's one of the things we're doing next week. I'm going to be sending pizzas uh, to all of the employees for dinner with a, with a bottle of Coke. Um, that kind of thing. I mean, there's not like we can't pull them all together. So we're, we're just trying to, to do what we can. And we still have, you know, entertainment budget that we would have been spending on retreats and uh cultural stuff that we're now using to try and uh you know get get the same effect but not not in person lauren you can you can tell if we can hear you lauren you can elaborate on the uh the, the water cooler meeting that's been fun can you are you there lauren i'm here i'm here i haven't moved i just Apparently, I went away. Sorry about that, guys. Tell them about the water cooler. About the water. Oh, so um, we have been doing some Zoom meetings here weekly. Um, the name changes almost all the time, but it's been the water cooler for a couple weeks now. Um, and it's it's just a, a meeting at the end of the week of it's usually got a theme. Um, we we come in with a background of a kid's photo or something we're proud of, you know, just, just a talking point. Um, because really, I mean, we, we have a great group and we're all pretty, pretty funny. So, uh, the humor that comes out of our and, you know, just to teach it's, it's great because we're learning out and having fun like we used to. Um, Lauren, you got to move the truck. We, we can't hear you. I'll take this one until you move the truck to another location. Um, so, what you, what you was trying to but, say is no. The other uh, the other option is that you can just uh you can use uh the call in option, um, call with, in the, with the phone, yeah. Instead of just trying to video chat in, you could you could uh phone call it in. 
that might be a little more dependable. Sorry, go ahead, Jeff. I'll yeah, so that the walkers, um, Jason's idea, he has a lot of great ideas. He, you know, we get everybody on, on a call. It's like basically a virtual happy hour. We just have a different name for it. We talk about funny stuff. He'll do funny trivia, make us bring a picture, baby picture to share, our most embarrassing story. Uh, and lastly, one thing that, I, that I'm also doing now is like, I'm not a, a fantastic morning person, but recently I've been going in twice a week for the opening, just like to be there and let the guys see the, see my face because it's just like at, we can't we can't have our normal you know monthly meeting and we're not having our morning circle. So I'm just kind of hanging out in the yard, seeing them out, saying have a good day, reminding them to wear their mask, give them give them a virtual pat on the back from six feet away, and then um, you know send them on their way. I mean, like as I said, we were struggling for ideas and just physically being there. And uh, providing some, you know, face-to-face, -face, you know, contact and motivation is, I guess, that that's gone a long way too. Um, I mean, that's that that's kind of grassroots effort to connect with your employees, and I I think it's important for everybody to have somebody out there doing that. For sure. Um, no, that's that's really good stuff, um, Lauren. Uh, I just had one little plug that I need to ask for you, but um, I know that NLP now has the Women and in, in Landscapes initiative that's going on. Um, I know that there was some conversations that you had with Jen and crew about that and just kind of curious on what your thoughts are about that and how you think that can actually integrate with Young Professionals Network as we're trying to grow this kind of community and where you see that that can help. Maybe that could be a place for mentorship as well, you know? Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's room for mentorship between, uh, you know, lots of ladies, lots of men, there's, there's lots of room for mentorship. Um, as a female in the industry, there's, there's not a whole lot of that. Um, I can't say I feel that bad. I, I grew up with all brothers, all guy cousins. It was guys everywhere. Um, so I don't, I don't have as much of shock and stuff that a lot of other classmates and, and females in the industry have had. Um, but it is huge. So, you know, having, having other ladies to fall back on in the industry is huge. And, and honestly, Andrea is, you know, our, our production coordinator. Um, she was the only other female at the office that I was working at. And I mean, yeah, being, being a lady in all my internship, she was the one that went back and connected to every day. Andrea, you know, there's the guys that are great, but she, she and I clipped, um, you know, we, we chat and text things throughout the, the week. And, um, yeah, so I, I think having, having female having more lady role models is great. I think there's a lot the industry can do to still welcome females a little more. Um, not that you necessarily have to lower standards because I think females can can do as much. We might not feel as strong, but we're plenty capable. Um, but I think it's just finding the right fit and making sure the the company is set up to support women in the industry without them feeling like I can't do this because I'm I'm not a guy. Um, so yeah, like like there's I I don't think let me let me figure this one out. Yeah, I mean it's not like like I said it's not like I have to only learn from women because there's plenty that I can learn from guys as well. Um, but there definitely is a sensitivity and um, but it's a that bring in um, and I think that 
that's something the industry definitely could use more of. Yeah. yeah. Over the last five years, we've really like half of our management team is, is composed of ladies now. And, um, you know, in, in a lot of ways, they're, they're more organized and well, that's, that's not a fair statement, but it, our experience has been that um, there, there's a little more discipline there. It's awesome. Yeah, that's definitely been a, a a big change for for us over the last, I'd say, two or three years at Mariani. I mean, we've been a couple of years ago. We we started to have a few uh, female crew members, and uh, I think right now, I mean, I think we have two or three, maybe even three or four crews that are that are comprised of all of all ladies now. Um, they work for our natural areas, uh, doing some prairie work, um, like power washing crews. Um, I think there's somebody in our turf department as well. So it's, it's definitely, it's definitely a growing aspect in within our, you know, ranks of, of associates as well. And I think you just don't, you don't have to look very far beyond NCLC to watch how that demographic's going to change. And, I, and throughout the years, there's, uh, I think a greater representation of of all sorts of folks that are finding uh, our industry to be very appealing. And we continue to talk about, you know, and, and, and our, our suppliers out there are now recruiting with us because they're saying we have diversities in IT and, 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 and manufacturing and, and then there's HR components and selling components. And so when we offer a, gr a greater perspective of what our industry is capable of providing beyond working in the field, working in the field, um, Right where where everybody knows about lawnmowers and planting trees and shrubs, but we're sh we're showing a much more diverse uh, work availability. Then we're going to open ourselves up to, to everybody. And uh, and I've I've watched uh, schools evolve, universities, and just the, the those that are just engaging in uh, our like our industry studies is, is very exciting. Yeah, no, I think that's really good. So I think uh, we're going to close up here, guys, unless if anyone has anything else to add or versioning. Um, we'll get into a little. I appreciate the opportunity to talk talk to you guys on, on the podcast. Well, I think, we, Miles, we have to do the uh, oh, yeah. Rose and Thorn this week. No, I was going to say, and now for our section on called <laughs> Rose and Thorn. So uh, just for our guest, that was so lame. Um, just for our guest, uh, the rose and thorn section of this podcast is kind of like what's the rose of your week month the thorn of your week month and it's pretty much it so we kind of do a round robin brett do you want to start off you're uh yeah. it's been a while yeah. since been I, on, I, so. we do rose and thorn with at the family dinner table every day right and so um you know we compare my kids and i will compare like you know hey i didn't get to see my friends today i miss my teachers and and so uh, you know it I respect that like it, everyone's got some different worlds of it. And we do it actually, we do Rose and Thorn for every start of our company meetings. Uh, and it just gets good perspective on mindsets of where people's heads are at right now and dealing with everything that's going on or maybe they're just excited about their kids' um, events, sports events or something like that going on. So it's, I find this to be a lot of fun. Uh, Rose is we're going to kick off the holiday weekend in a few short hours. We're going to uh, go and visit her our uh, our in-laws uh, my in-laws and just celebrate a little bit of a break and thorn is um is just shaking off all the all the change that's coming and, and helping our clients and our team understand that 
this is it's a little bit of a new normal, but there's some really good things that are going to come out of the uh, start of what has been a pretty chaotic 2020. Jeff, what's your, uh, what do what you got? The thorn goes first. Um, I'd say the thorn of the week is we, we needed to part ways with a longtime maintenance customer that had been with us. The client had been with us 10 years and it just, you know, it was time. And, uh, you know, I, I always struggle with that because I'm a relationship guy. And sometimes the, the, the cost and the relationship don't, don't align. And uh, it stinks when that happens. But so that was the, the, the thorn of the week. I guess the rose of the week, similar with Brett, we're heading down to Virginia Beach to hang out with my in-laws. I've got a, got a fishing boat down there and I'm looking forward to a couple of days on the water. Uh, can't wait to do that. Uh, my boys have really um, latched on to, to doing it with me now. And uh, you know, that, that's just really fun as a dad when your kids start to enjoy doing the things that you enjoy to do and um, having fun teaching them to do that stuff. So uh, that's, that's my share. Nice. Um, my rose and thorn is uh, my thorn is that they're still cooped up here working from home. You know, it's just in that grind. But my rose is that um, it's been a beautiful several days. So um, then been like really working on my photography um, lately and been doing like a lot of getting out and seeing all the gardens and bloom. The roses are really kicking butt here in DC right now. It's just amazing to see like all the gardens out there. So that's a, uh, it's pretty simple for me. We still got some other people out there. I think, uh, Miles, I'm going to sound like a broken record here. And, uh, I think my thorn is the, the lack of any nice weather, uh, here in the Midwest over the past few weeks. We, I think are going to go on to have the wettest May in recorded history. Uh, basically, last week we picked up like ten to twelve inches of rain, uh, which makes trying to plant uh, the thousands and thousands and thousands of summer flowers we have going on right now real fun. Uh, but much like Jeff and Brett, uh, Memorial Day weekend coming up. Looking forward to that. Uh, just picked up a boat about a week or two ago, and. Uh, Hopefully going to get out on the water this weekend, but naturally I think there's some more rain in the forecast. So that may just go in the ditch, right? Yeah. That, there's enough yeah. water in your ditch. Yeah. Yeah. I can, there's a couple areas around uh, the nursery that I can probably put it into where there's a couple feet of water standing uh, in some of the fields. <laughs> so we got the fishing pole too. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, my rose is, uh, I had a, a, coaching client who um was a little tired of having some mediocre sales so they're having me uh serve as their sales manager so i've got eight sales reps that i'm coaching directly on a weekly basis and uh that's that's new it's it's exciting to pour into them it's exciting to see progress and growth um the thorns the same thing they're <laughs> they may be overrepresented a little bit how savvy they were on sales and uh we're starting at ground zero with writing the whole process and revamping the crm and on and on and on so a little more uh structural work than i anticipated but it's all good stuff neil i thought you were gonna maybe say your your beard is beginning to uh rival brett's right dude now. <laughs> i have i I got I got my uh, post COVID appointment set for Tuesday, so I'm pumped. We got I've, I got a countdown on my clock. We're gonna get this trimmed up. Brett can re can have his uncontested beard title 
on our podcast here. <laughs> good to go. Can't take it away. Can't take it away. How about Lauren. you, Lauren? What's your rose? Yeah, let's hear it. Well, so um, Lauren just uh, told how heavily involved I am in flowers right now. I I feel really behind on a lot of my client communication. Um, you know, at, at this point, clients expect really fast responses from me and, you know, me to be right in there visiting the property all the time, um, which I've just not been able to the past couple of weeks. So um, for me, my thorn is just probably taking some of their responses a little too personally um, and, and being a little too hard on myself on not being able to get like I usually do as fast and as, as timely. Um, and, you know, we we do such a, a great job responding so often that now that I'm not, or that it's slowed down a little bit, um, you know, people are home and they get antsy really quick and it's, it's some not as pleasant uh, conversations and relationships that are, are coming out of this, but I'm, you know, the, the rose is that, well, one, everything's gorgeous right now. So everything's blooming. Two, we're, we're finishing up with flowers. So that's a big, big thing to be done with. And I'll be able to get read, you know, back into the rest of the role. Um, and three is I was just able to bring my horse up here a couple weeks ago, which is pretty crazy in the middle of the uh, But now that the weather is really warming up, I'm looking forward to you know, being able to settle into the area a little more with, you know, maybe a little bit of a equestrian community and more outdoorsy stuff that I like. So I'm um, really looking forward to get to spend some time out there at the barn. So that's, that's my thing. It's exciting for me. Did you guys hear any of that or was that all? We heard it all. <laughs> Got it. Got it. Yeah, we heard it all. We're gonna have to get you on again, and uh, when uh, when we can get some, when it's non-flower time. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules, everybody. Springtime is a monstrous time, so uh, spending an hour um, with us is is a real blessing, and I uh, really appreciate it. So I think uh, this is a great spot to wrap it up. Uh, thank you again for joining us uh anyone for who's listening please send your comments questions or concerns to young professionals at landscapeprofessionals.org that's young professionals at landscapeprofessionals.org it's an email if you didn't figure that out so uh just uh, let us know what you want to hear if you want to join um we hope you enjoyed this episode uh, make sure to tune to the next one um then everyone i uh, hope you guys have a great day lauren Plant those flowers, get them done, make those clients happy. We believe in you. You're kicking yeah. butt. Uh, really enjoyed the time. So we'll see you later, everybody. Yeah, have a good weekend, everybody. Take care. Thanks, everybody.